1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. I don't know which way to promote you. Tough as nails or the amazing race? The host. We're here for the Harley uh, festivities. Phil Kogan. Phil. That's nice to be here. And can I just start off by saying congratulations to both of you? This relationship of yours, 1981, huh. starting down in Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's no mean feat. That's pretty awesome. Congratulations I to you. I feel I told you off the air we're really something. Y- you You're did. in for a real treat being as on the Bob and Brian show. In here, you said, Phil. We're really something. Yeah, I was like, okay, nice but to meet you. It's not like a, a tightrope walk or uh, a swim down into a cave and down a river. And what else happened on the last Amazing Race? You had oh, we had uh, yeah, had, uh, I mean, feats of uh, we, we, physical yes, a lot of a lot of physical torture. Te- yes, I, I mean anything and everything. Name it. We've we've done it on Amazing Race. 30, we just finished shooting thirty season 35. We've been doing this for 23 years, I guess, now. You had a thing uh, uh, in Florence where it got a motivational speaker to kind of quit. Yeah. She, like, gave up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, she needed to give herself some motivation, I guess. She ran out of motivation. Yeah. She'd be I, handing out too much motivation. Uh, now, you meet these people in the designated spots. Around the planet, around the globe, mm-hmm. when you're hosting the show. But when you watch the video of them trying to get there and the things they have to do and finding things and answering questions and dropping things in boxes and then running up to you out of breath and you say to them, you're still in the game. You're, number, you're, you're the third to get here. Right. Um, do you feel any sort of guilt at all when you're flying with your uh, sleeping mask on and <laughs> climate wow. controlled is airplane. That, is that really how you think that works? I, That's I so know. interesting. So we shoot 12 shows in about 21 days. Mm-hmm. So just under two days a show. I I go to every location they go to because I have to introduce the challenges. Yeah. Uh, so I, I travel the same distance. And uh, and then at the, at the pit stops when I'm waiting for the teams, I uh, have to keep up with the story. Because everything that the viewer gets to see in the cut, I haven't seen on the day. Right? Yeah, okay. So, the so you're viewer, kind of in the dark yet. The viewer knows more when they're watching the show than I do when I'm live out there. So I have to keep up with the story about, you know, the okay. motivational speaker just said that they want to quit or whatever. So I have to have all of that so that when they come in and I interview them, I've been keeping a track of the story. So, um, it's pretty brutal. I, I get maybe three, four hours of sleep for, for, for a month because um, it's just on and on and on. And as soon as the last one checks in, I'm off to the next show. Right. Then I have to go shoot those introductions before they right. start the leg. I got to be ahead of them because I got to get to the mat before they do so. Yeah. How big is your crew that follows them around with cameras and oh, you got a, sound people got and a, lighting a people? Camera and sound for every every team. Every team, yep. And then I have my own team as well and so yeah we're 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 a big moving machine i can't imagine how many rooms you have to reserve when you're checking in for the night someplace. or sometimes no rooms at all because we literally finish really? at a pit stop get on a plane fly overnight so we sleep on the plane and then get up off the plane and then go straight to work there's no days off it's just 
On, on, on. You're in on the planning, right, when you decide what to do to these uh, these folks? What to do to these victims, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Right. sometimes, I mean, it's a collective. It's it's certainly a group. I have contributed to um, some of the shows, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a group thing. Because I give you credit for the diabolical use of the stick shift. The stick shift. Yeah. It's, Where yeah. they put people in cars who have no yeah. idea how to drive a stick. Yeah, it's just magic. Nowadays, yeah. it's like, you know, you don't want your car stolen? Get a stick. Nobody knows how to drive them. It's so true. But it's a life skill that we should all have. Is that an American thing? or is it, Do they know how to drive globe. a stick in Europe and Australia in, and around the world? In New Zealand, it used to be you couldn't get a license unless you drove a stick. You yeah. had to sit okay. your test with the stick. Okay. I grew up with the stick, but, you know, I think it's important. It, it Yeah. Now, I'm just a fan of, I think it's a life skill you should have. Do you know when the season starts? Like eventually, they're going to have to drive a stick shift, and they're not going to—they're going to come in last. They're not going to succeed. Uh, we know. That, I mean, they've told us, and we do tell them you're going to drive a stick, and they <laughs> then say they're proficient, but their definition of that is not what we would call. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then there's the added difficulty of the you know the four wheel drive when there's, there's two stick shifts in there. Yeah, and then there's the whole thing about up. don't put uh, don't put petrol into a diesel car and oh, all right. of that stuff. Right. So yeah. we have all of that. Where did you come in from when you came into town? You got you said you got here last night? Yeah, in so um I uh in addition to yeah, I literally just finished shooting a season of Amazing Race on the weekend. I finished at four o'clock in the morning. Can I ask where <laughs> you finished? Uh you can. Okay, what town did you fin- what you can ask me. Yeah, where you where did you finish? I, didn't I was answer. Answer. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I finished at four o'clock. Uh, I finished at four o'clock in the morning and I dropped my bags off and then got straight out on the road because I also host a show uh called Tough as Nails. And um this week I've been traveling around the country promoting Tough as Nails. And um that's How'd you what- come up with that idea? I came up with that idea because uh, my grandparents, my my family are working class people, and one of my uh, biggest heroes in my life is my grandfather. He was uh, he was a mechanic and aero mechanic in World War II, and uh, he he was the brightest kid in his middle school. He got a chance to go to get a scholarship to go to high school, but he had to go to work. His father and his family needed him to go to work, and um, it always irked me that. Or when I would hear people talk down about people like my grandfather because he didn't have a higher education, mm-hmm. and yet he was one of the brightest people that I knew, and I learned so much from him. He was incredibly well-read, and I thought, you know, we have a lot of shows about celebrity. We have a lot of shows about who's dating who and who's wearing what and who you know, owns what mansion or whatever, but what about real people in real life who are real tough, who haven't been in the spotlight, who are not, in my opinion, properly acknowledged. What about those people? What about those people who are tough as nails, who get up every day, go to work 4.30, put in the hard yards, working paycheck to paycheck? Um, the real people in our, in our lives that we meet every day, the ones that were doing the deliveries during the pandemic and stocking the, the, the grocery shelves and, and the ones that go out in the storms and connect the wires, the ones that run into burning buildings to put out fires and save our lives, the one that the ones that serve our, in, our, in our military. What about those people? So Tough as Nails is as a way of honoring the hardworking men and women in America who keep the country going, literally, and, and to put them in a spotlight and say, you are the best of the best in your chosen trade, and we want to celebrate you. So that, in a nutshell, is what Tough as Nails is. And it really, to answer your question, is motivated by my 
working class family, and in specifically my my father's father, who was the aero mechanic in World War II. Because it sounds a little bit like it's, uh, and you just explained it's totally not limited to contractors, but putting the nails thing in there, it makes you think, well, these are people that build things. Well, but, I mean, a lot of them are, but but yeah, it's more just the expression of tough as nails, and the way we define that is strength, endurance, agility, mental toughness, and life skills. So you've got to find tasks for these people to do that aren't specific to any one of the yeah. So the although sometimes or anything like that, yeah, but sometimes there is an you know coincidentally because we come up with the challenges before we pick the cast. Yeah. So sometimes it might be a firefighting challenge, and then there is a firefighter sure. on the. You on got the a show. couple yeah. of those in this the season, right? Yeah, we have two firefighters. firefighters. Yeah. yeah, we have one from Minneapolis. We have uh, Akila, who's a world champion jiu-jitsu champion. Uh, and firefighter. We've also got Dustin. We opened up the casting to Canadians. So we have four Canadians this season, and he's well. From you're in Canada, Edmund, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then um, we have Todd the Toolmaker here from Wisconsin. Todd Anderson, right? Who yep. said I'm from Wisconsin, but he never said where in Wisconsin. Mallory, where was he from? Jamesville. Jamesville. Okay. So okay. it's so like an hour right. from here, right? Or right, something just like west. That? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Todd the Toolmaker. beautiful drive on Highway 26. I love, <laughs> yeah, love. Beautiful drive. <laughs> I love Todd. I mean, Todd, 58, um, life skills like you wouldn't believe, uh, a man of precision and principle, hard work ethic, all of that. And on Tough as Nails, you've got people who are in their 20s competing against people like Todd, who, who's mm-hmm. 58. Those people are beasts. They're, when you watch them do those challenges yes. and you see them, you know, these are people who are who – are, they, they don't know how to just solve a problem. They're driven, too, physically. To not, they don't want to lose. Yes, and what's great about Tough as Nails – well, I'm a little biased because I just love the show. My primary thing is to highlight hardworking men and women – and, and to give them a little love in front of a camera. But what I love about the show is is that we have them compete at real job sites. So we'll go to a, a cement factory or an orchard or a quarry or a, a construction farm. site or a sod farm. <laughs> Here, cut sod. Yeah. And they have to figure no. it out. Here's and the we, machine. We, yeah, I mean, we, we make sure. I mean, the great thing about them is they all come with these amazing life skills. Like Todd... Uh, last week we built a motocross track. We were at, at a farm and we built a motocross track. And Todd can drive a skid steer like it's just an extension of his body, yeah. and he's unbelievable. So we just plug them into real world job sites right. as opposed to like building some kind of TV obstacle course or some kind of. But you don't. Thing. You not only know have to know how to run a, a skid loader. You may have to run a plasma cutter, which yes. they had to do. You could take a grinder, plasma cutter, and what was the other tool? Well, we had a the- yeah grinders and stuff. We had we went to the to to North America's largest zinc facility, and they literally shut the factory down yeah. for us to be able to dip a trailer into yeah. the zinc, and then yeah. it had to come out of the zinc. And so on tough as nails, you actually learn something about the practical world as well. So we're like giving. The audience and inside, like who's ever seen a zinc factory or how right. that works? Right. They had to dip the, they had to uh, weld a trailer together, dip it in zinc, take off all of the zinc drips, then grind off the excess drips, and then fully assemble the trailer and then hook it up to a truck. Are people in teams or are they on their own? Yes and yes. Very good question. Yes and yes, exactly. So what makes the show different, and and part of what made it hard to sell, it took me a while to sell this show, was that. Nobody goes home. Normally on a competition reality show, you're competing for the title. How are people eliminated? But okay. So we have two mutually exclusive competitions. 
you're competing for the Toughest Nails title as an individual. And if you win that, you win a, a Ford, beautiful Ford truck. You win $200,000. Um, so that, and, and you win the and Toughest the belt, Nails belt. Which they, yep. That seems to be the thing they all want is that belt. I <laughs> love that you know so much about the show. That's awesome. And, and so that's the individual competition. However, if you punch out of that individual competition, you don't go home. You lose your shot at the title, but you don't go home. Okay. Because our 12 contestants are divided up into two teams in a schoolyard pick. They, they pick two teams of six, okay. Savage Crew and Dirty Hands. And those two teams throughout the whole season compete against each other. And if you win a team competition, you win money. So nobody on the show goes home without money okay. in their pocket. So they... And what's great about it is, is, is that unlike other reality shows, you spend months, sometimes years, casting people. They get eliminated in the first episode. Boom, they're gone. Some of your great characters. <laughs> what's great about this is that some of your best characters, they stay. They stay for the whole season. You get to know them. There's an opportunity for redemption, and, they, and you get to know them. You don't have to rush their story into episodes one or two. How mm -hmm. do you uh, – okay, talk about finding people. How yeah. in the world did you find – Twin sisters that only oh, met. Oh, you, now you're talking Amazing Race. Yeah, yeah. Molly okay. and... Um, okay, so uh, Amazing Race, now that it's been on for 35... Well, we just shot season 35. Um, just get unbelievable number of people applying. Okay. It's like Tough as Nails, you know, in the beginning, and the same was with, with Amazing Race. In the beginning, you're like, okay, we got this show, and then you explain the show, and the people, are, they have a lot of questions. They have more questions than they have you can give answers for, Right. It's very confusing to them. You want me to what? I have to do what? How do I get from A to B? How do I do this? Same with Tough as Nails. What do you mean? How does it work? Does an individual, is it, people are confused in the beginning. You have to kind of convince <laughs> them, this is a good idea. This would be good for you to do. It, that's what happens in the beginning. Then once the show is on, you have so many people applying, then you're spoiled for choice. So and, Rex Ryan... Ex-coach of the Jets applied to be on the show. Yes. He was just in a stack of other people. Well, I, yes. I mean, I, I would have to find out exactly how that story happened. <laughs> I think it was his friend who okay. convinced him to come, but to, to, to apply for the show. So sometimes it'll be one person in the group who, who, who will then convince somebody else to come onto the show. But generally speaking, it's just word of mouth. And now when, when, you're, when you're that deep into a, a franchise – you're not having to convince people because they're trying to convince you now. It's it, it turns the tables turn. It's like in the beginning you're like, yeah, no, no, no. You're this trying to be drag them in, and now you're just trying to hold the doors closed. Right. Not, yeah. so not everybody you can crash and accumulate through. a huge file of people. Huge. So every time you're looking for someone, you don't have to start over again. You can well, go they're back just to... constantly coming in. Okay, and then and then sometimes you'll have people that maybe just don't make the mix in the casting in for the, the current. Yes, exactly. But, you but you're like, but. Yeah, but there's something about them, but we sort of have a duplicate of that, and it doesn't really work with the mix because it's not just mm -hmm. about getting you know one team. You've got to get that balance of, yeah. like, you want older, younger. You want people who are maybe Democrat, Republican. You want, you want a mixture of people. You look for conflict? Do you try to get a little conflict in well, there? Want, like they might rub each other the wrong way? Not necessarily conflict, but you, you want people who wear their emotions on their sleeve. You don't want people who are introverts who – who are maybe, you know what I mean? It's That doesn't make for good TV. <laughs> like the guy who owned the uh, dry dock where you guys were? The, the, oh, the big, my God, yeah. He was, I could tell, that guy, he didn't want to talk. He was yeah. a quiet guy, and I yeah, thought. But, but you see, but on the Toughest other... Nails, we just embrace that. We don't, yeah. That that's who he is. This is a guy, Heddle, 
who who started he literally started his business with one truck and a welder, one truck yeah, and one welder, yeah. and then he he's made this massive build business. It's one of the biggest uh, ship uh, in, uh, in North America, right? Or yeah. is it the world? I don't remember. In, in North America, yeah. and and this guy's about God. What was he? About six foot he's six. He's a big dude. He made me look like a he's tiny like eight feet kid. tall with his hard head. And he on. was just yeah. that's who he is. But yeah. on tough he's as nails, I try to embrace. I is that's who he is. That's the guy. I don't want to. You know, let him be himself, and that's who he is. New episodes of Tough as Nails are on Friday night on CBS. And Sunday. And, and Sunday. So it, that, this is what's crazy about this season. Every Friday night and every Sunday night, we so have two new, nights. Yes. Two not nights a rebroadcast. It's not, not a rebroadcast. It's like okay. new episodes. I'm glad you brought that up because that leads Batman. me. What's that? <laughs> Batman. <laughs> like Batman that, that, that was on Tuesday. Did they? Yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday day, or Wednesday yeah. and Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, so. uh, but that leads me to my next question. <laughs> yes. Your show now is more valuable than ever with a writer strike going on and actors probably going on strike too. So they're going to need your shows more than more than ever. Do you have any other shows that maybe they said maybe next time, Phil? Uh, well, I, as a matter of fact, yes. Um, I got some. Got some stuff cooking away. There's going to be a lot of reality stuff on TV this fall. Well, reality makes a lot of sense from the point of view is, you know, like if you look at a reality show, it's maybe uh, 15 to 20 percent the cost of a, of a drama. And and you can get plenty of drama with a reality show. So reality shows are cost effective. I mean, I, I, I obviously doesn't it cost a lot to find all the places and all the activities and dream up all the it's ex- airline tickets it's and shipyards it's, and it's expensive, but it's not as expensive as making a drama. I mean, okay. a, a drama you're you're literally with a reality show. You're probably looking at anywhere from you know fifteen to twenty percent of the cost of a of a drama. It's a lot more expensive. And you have to, well, like, you had to recruit a yacht to sit out in the bay for someone to paddleboard out a <laughs> barrel of barrel ice. Barrel of ice, it. right. Where do you find those people? Well, you know, a lot, lot of people also want to be on the show. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, come and hang out on my yacht. My, we'll be a oh, pit okay. stop. Yeah. So you use so, the. And countries are like, you want to come here. And it's the same now with Tough as Nails. Like, businesses are like, hey, Come to my quarry. <laughs> we do it. We're going to do a great challenge. <laughs> so if you're walking around Milwaukee today and you think you see a guy who looks like Phil Kogan, host of the Amazing Race it, and it's Tough actually as Nails, me. it's Phil Kogan. It's He's actually, in town. I'm not a That's Doppler. Him. Yeah, I'm it, the real deal. How approachable are you if somebody wants I'm a picture? I'm very approachable. All right, yeah, I got yeah. a picture. You know who well, that guy is? For He's the host of Tough as Nails. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You're in, enjoy the rally while you're in town. I will, and I just want to thank everybody for being so nice. I've only been here uh, a few hours, and everybody already has been super nice. Including you two, Mr. If you 19, longer, we'd turn 1981. On no <laughs> Are you kidding? You've been around again. Have you guys must have had some? We turn on each other, Phil. Oh man, no. you yeah. guys would be great on Amazing Race. I'm sure there'd be like sluts of sparks. Uh, I think you'd see a different side of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. physically. It's yeah. A little, a little Phil, far. thanks for coming by. We appreciate uh, it. Uh, thank you for having thanks, me, Phil.